106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Brothers Podcast. Welcome, Internet. Our penultimate episode. I think Indeed. I used that word correctly. You did. I think I just stole it from you last week, it's honestly. Penultimate po- podcast um, this week. Yeah, uh, this week. I don't know. I I wanted to talk about... Well, I want to talk about... Uh, excuse I me want for to the talk mic. about? I would like to talk about, yes. I would like to talk about. I want to kill myself now, honestly. Uh, I want to talk about TV shows. Uh, favorite, not so favorite, uh, reasoning, reasoning being, reason being, um, one of my all-time favorite uh, TV episodes, TV episodes, I'm losing my mind. It's nine o'clock at night and I'm losing it. Favorite TV shows uh, is The Office, um, which is coming off of Netflix at the end of the summer. Uh, I go back to college at the end of the summer. I don't know what I'm going to do without it. And while talking about that, I figure we also slip in my other favorite TV show of all time, uh, Psych, because they're doing the Psych movie comes out in December. <laughs> I've got stuff to say about that. I don't know if you do. You, uh, you, well, you clearly feel very strongly about the fact that they're taking The Office off of Netflix at the end. I mean, of the very, month. very strongly, yeah. But I mean, along with talking about that disappearing, I figure we talk about the shows themselves, what they did well, what they don't do well. I don't know. I just thought it'd be a fun thing to talk about. The Office. I mean, I just I could talk about that for days. Yeah, and The Office seems to be uh, having quite a bit of popularity these days like it went off the air what a couple of years ago now yeah four or five years so ago wow, so long ago I but like i still hear t- people talking about it all the time and these are the same people who will talk about friends as though it's still happening yeah, yeah. so i just find it kind of interesting so I, I i suppose it means that the office has made it there into the uh you know the hallmark oh most uh, definitely dude all-time greats but yeah, so Jeremy watch, likes likes to watch The Office religiously. He does at least he goes through the entire series at least twice a year at at, at the this very point, least. at the very least. Yeah. So uh, just try backtracking a little bit. May sixteenth, two thousand thirteen was the air date of the finale part two. Hmm. So two thousand thirteen. So what, five, okay. six, four years, four years. Yeah, that's four years. Freshman year, Good my Lord. college. That's crazy. Hmm. Anyways, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. But yeah, I watched it. I I constantly watch watch that show like for my second job i do uh over the summer i literally just put it on it i play through six episodes that's my two-hour shift i do every night working and i just let it play in the background while i focus on what i'm doing (laughs) uh and i mean like but even from there i'd wake up in the morning most summers and i'd go watch three episodes of the office and that'd be the start of my day with breakfast i'd get some breakfast in the office <laughs> so i've watched through that entire the entire series the entire uh, yeah series that is the right word it's gonna whoo um i don't know 10 11 times now i don't remember all of it because oftentimes i'm not entirely focused on it but it's a fun thing to have in the background well, and you when you hit those, a great deal because you like to uh, reference things that happen in that show oh, yeah. all the time. Oh yeah, I mean, I remember more than probably most people watched it once, like mom, dad, and you. But hmm. compared to really the crazy freaks, I don't remember that all that much. But I don't know. I just like 
It was a well done show. First first season was a little painful to get through, but that's because they basically I, I I think I heard somewhere that they did word for word the first season of the British episode uh, series just in American with American language basically. Yeah, that's right. And the second season when they actually kind of got some fans is when they allowed themselves to go off in their own path and make their own American office. Yeah, it's funny. I, I still forget that sometimes that the office was originally a, a British TV show. Yeah. And then they they like we, like we mentioned last week translated it to uh mm-hmm. to appeal to mm-hmm. an American market and the American version just completely took off. Yeah, yeah. It may have even overshadowed the British version. I don't know. I'm like yeah, I wonder if that's partly just because it's American TV, and I feel like American TV is like four times as powerful as any other country, just because it's a freaking America. Yeah, I don't know how the Lord. TV distribution. Yeah, works. I don't either. Because like TV shows can be a big deal over here, but not so much over there, and vice yeah. versa. I mean, there's, a, I mean, British television is its own genre. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> on actually, Netflix. I was about to say now that I say that, BBC is huge, and Doctor Who and all that crap. I wonder if they have like an American equivalent in the UK. Yeah, they just probably just don't know our TV shows at all. <laughs> ATC, American Television Channel. Yeah, that's kind of interesting to think about because you know, media has become so ubiquitous in this 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 day and age. We get all kinds of foreign stuff showing up yeah. in our Netflix queues, and I, I mean, obviously we are like one of the largest exporter of films and like I mean, useless I, stuff. Yeah. I, there I yeah, there there I go again making sta- making statements that I don't actually know the facts about. But I'm f- I, mean, I feel it's safe to say that Hollywood's kind of the uh, major player yeah, in the it's, world. It's a very safe safe assumption to make. England, I feel like. like the UK has got its own system going. They've and they actually get a lot more mileage out of their indie films, which is something I've always found fascinating. You go over there, they have an entire movie theater dedicated to indie films. That doesn't happen over here, but. Yeah, it's funny because I've seen clips of the original English Office, and like, well, first of all, you can never tell what anyone's saying because they're like, yeah. they lay on the accents really thick, and it's, and I don't know, it just seems strange that it's the kind of thing that would need a lot of translating because you'd think an office work in the UK would be similar to the office work done in America, but and yet they're like it's like cultural differences that I don't know, just the, the way it's presented. Well, it's also, it's I mean, just comedy too. Mm. Ricky Gervais is a very particular type of comedy. Yeah, I don't like Ricky very, Gervais. I I mean, I assume very British, very English type humor, but I have no no way to base that off of nothing to base that off of. But I assume, which for Americans a lot of times is is not funny. Ain't really all all that. It's cut up. I, I don't know where I'm going with that statement. Just kind of kept running on. Yeah, little differences. Yeah, so I. I don't think I've ever I've I've definitely haven't watched all the Office episodes. I think I've missed a great portion of season one, and when uh, Michael Scott was on the way out, I know that I stopped watching quite a bit at that point too. We all sort of did because I was I only ever watched the show with you yeah. guys, so like it wasn't on. I wasn't watching, and sometimes you were, when you were watching it, I just wasn't. I was in my room playing video games or something. So I so like there are whole swaths of the office that I don't actually, I haven't actually seen. But yeah, I, did, I did come back for the finale. It started to go off the that. rails there, though. Most shows do after six, seven seasons. Yeah, and I mean not not seriously badly, but 
the characters had just changed so much, which obviously they're going to after over nine years because anyone changes over nine years. But like mm-hmm. some of the story arcs and uh, for each for different characters that they wrote just didn't make sense near the end. Like the Michael finishing with Michael and Michael's goodbye was genius and just mm-hmm. perfect for his character and who he was. But then they started to write stuff like the way they wrote Andy after that just completely made no sense and went off the rails which i guess is in their defense is what they tried mm. what, what they what they feel andy would do but it just didn't make sense for yeah, andy was always a funny character is it is that when they started developing his his relationship with uh with uh kimmy schmidt <laughs> or is that no they, they had already, they done, already that. done that yeah okay. this is like so they had their relationship then she had her relationship with gabe who is the dude from sabre <laughs> <laughs> that's the one of the greatest moments is the jingle where uh i i'll find it while i'm talking <laughs> um uh but yeah so they had already had that she had started dating gabe and then gabe and her broke up and then she fell in love with andy but then andy moved on one of those really? stupid yeah uh mm. uh yeah i was definitely out before that <laughs> um yeah and then from there, it's like, I think they got back together in the long run, but for some reason, Andy had started to have, like, just a mental breakdown, and he, like, was the boss of the office and was an awful boss and just started changing and become this huge dick, and then hmm. he went on this, like, four-month sailing cruise and then ditched the office and came back and was just absolutely useless and completely different character, and you're just like, what happened? Like, I don't... Yeah, it was, it was yeah, weird. That is, that is weird. Yeah, yeah, a lot of shows do that towards the end, just kind of start bouncing around with no idea what to do. I think uh, Chuck was kind of like that there, like yeah. last season and a half or so. Yeah. Uh, and that one, they just like completely reset the relationship that they'd spend like seasons building up. Uh, literally, they wiped her memory so she didn't remember her own husband. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? That was, yeah, that was a that messy was, ending. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that one was a little weak. That's like I love that show. That's my third time all favorite. Third, third top three, top three Chuck. is Psych Chuck and and, and uh, the Office. And yeah, the Psych, not Psych, uh, Chuck. Oh, <laughs> these are my words. Uh, yeah, the way they ended that was just dog trash. That's that's one that's one show. If I could ever I've ever become, if I ever make it anywhere in Hollywood, I want to make like a final movie for that. That's just like all out, just following their insane trajectory. And it's just going to be like the world's exploded. Everyone's got a computer in their head. Post-apocalyptic just, Chuck. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. Anyways, but hold up. This is the tune. I'm not going to play it for the microphone, but this is hilarious. Hopped off the train in Scranton, PA, the crowding gray afternoon. Jumped in the cab, we walked for the first time. So that yeah, that, that's that's hilarious jingle. That that was when Saber bought out Dunder Mifflin after they were failing, which is after Michael 
somehow single-handedly, not single-handedly, but somehow took down Dunder Mifflin with his own paper cut. Lots of twists and turns. But yeah, so that was after oh. all that Dunder Mifflin was failing, all the CEOs were quitting, and all the branches were shutting down, and then Sabre, a printer company, bought the paper company, and now they sold printers and paper. And they, yeah. they when they were coming, <laughs> when Gabe was coming in to, to lead the thing, they made that jingle. I, I don't know why I was talking about that, but it was funny. Yeah, I, I remember that. Sob, Toward, save, <laughs> Towards the end, they started like getting into the get into the real business of the business, and it started getting less interesting for me. Like falling, like quitting CEOs and falling stocks, and like what? This isn't supposed to be real I don't life. Know. I mean, yeah, as, well, well, yeah. For fair, fair enough. For some people, that's too much. For me, that was kind of the interesting part about it was that it turned all these characters from characters into real people, and. But then, then again, they took that way too far near the end of the, the series when, uh, like, there's one there's one story arc that never made any sense. Is so Jim, it was his buddies from college steal his idea to create this sports marketing company, and offer him a position, and so he's like, yeah, I'll help start this company with you, and so he does like half time in Philly, half time in Pennsylvania and Scranton. And somehow it takes his its toll on him and Pam's relationship, and he just becomes a total asshole, and just like, hmm. just like destroys Pam's life. And then somehow, then this is when they were trying to realizing that the series was going to end soon. So then they started to really hit you over the head with the fourth wall, and this is a documentary. And then the oh, sound yeah. guys started like being overly like helpful to Pam and like fell in had, apparently fell in love with Pam and the, the sound, sound guy, guy became a character. The boom guy, the freaking boom guy tried to. <laughs> Tried to steal Pam from Jim. I'm just like, and like Jim turned into this complete a-hole. I'm like, yeah, he's stressed, but this is Jim we're talking about. This is a character that would never do that in a million years. Like, I understand mm. you're trying to make him human and add in the part that it's still a documentary, but like, it just did not work. I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's funny because I remember watching the the final episode and they were talking about the documentary that this TV show has totally been this entire time. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's always been in that documentary type style. Yeah, the they haven't really yeah. like, done a lot like with that so it's kind of funny I, I didn't realize that they actually became characters <laughs> towards the end of the entire series yeah that's kind of interesting yep there's another tv show i, I really like that does a similar thing mockumentary style um it's also on netflix it's called uh trailer park boys ah uh, yes it's it's a pretty great show actually it's 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 really stupid but it's got a really great heart and they they do they play with that mockumentary type thing all the time. The premise is like this this uh tra- this guy, um, got just got out of jail for selling weed for selling weed that he grew in his backyard. He returns to the trailer home where he lives, and for some reason decided that you know life is short and he wants to be remembered. So he hires a documentary crew <laughs> to follow him around and record his life, and right. they do. <laughs> and so there are all kinds of shots where like. You see the can the camera crew running around, like getting into, the- like following him around in this antics. I think that my favorite shot is one where they decide that uh, he and his best friend decide that they need to rob a bank, or no, not need a bank. They need to they decide to rob a convenience store to like fund their new like weed growing operation or something like that to get the supplies and whatnot. Yeah. And like one of the clips is just CCTV footage of them like bursting in the store with like socks over their head, <laughs> you know. And, like, they're going in, like, pointing guns at the cashiers. And then the camera crew comes in behind <laughs> them with the booms above their heads. And <laughs> that is good. That's good. <laughs> he's, just, he's just like, oh, yeah. They're <laughs> there, too. 
<laughs> so like they, they always acknowledge that the camera people are there yeah, yeah. and it actually adds to the comedy That's which is funny. something that the office probably could have done a little bit more of but Anyway, that's just what made yeah, me think of. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was, yeah, yeah. I mean, I understood why they started to do that because they realized they're coming to an end. And they wanted to figure out an end, but yeah. And I think, like, I, I only, I didn't, like I said, I didn't see the last, like, two seasons, but I did see the final episode, and I did yeah. think they it ended on a good note. So yeah, is and the idea of it being a documentary, like, all right, see, we've been, sh-. it was actually an appropriate place for a fourth wall break is it was actually like the characters talking yes. to the audience like hey you've been following us around for all these years and we're really proud of what we've made and hope you really enjoyed it and like oh they're talking to us yeah. it's the actors yeah no the last the last episode the finale was really good but the last season was trash yeah and i feel like that's true of a lot of shows but um i i feel like if you can stick the landing it it makes all the difference in the world yeah, a lot of TV shows will end kind of, eh, eh, or just kind of just end all of a sudden, cut to black in mid sentence. We're done. No, that's a Sopranos. So I've never seen the Sopranos. I don't actually have feelings about that ending, but <laughs> yeah, like I, I another TV show I watched um, through Netflix. DVD is not not on streaming. Actually, it is on streaming now. But yeah, I was watching a bunch of Mash from back in the day, and uh, they too started to get a little off course in later seasons they lost one of their main characters and they replaced him with like one that was less good and plot lines got a little it got a little repetitive but then the finale came in and it was like a feature length like really in-depth like finale that like explored explored some like serious themes that like were only touched on in the rest of the series and it acted as a really good goodbye to all the characters in that thing so it's probably one of the best episodes in the series, and yeah. that's always a good thing to have. Yeah, that's the annoying thing about TV, though, too, is that like they just try to milk it as much as they can, so they just start putting out crap. But then when they're finally like, oh, I guess it's done, well, let's actually make something good again. It's like, why don't you just make something good that's short, short and sweet? Like, you don't need to milk millions of dollars out of it. I realize you want to because you're greedy, but yeah. just make a good freaking TV show. Yeah, and like so many TV shows that have good ideas and want to keep going and then get canceled. Yeah, it's really sad. Chuck. Sometimes. <laughs> but then they screwed the pooch when they got the money for it. But you know, whatever. I was gonna say like Firefly, but you know. That was alright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes it's like you know, if it did get all the seasons it did want, it would eventually turn bad, and yep. maybe well, maybe it's a good thing they ended early. That's where I it's respect. Like, it's like the Dark Knight thing, you know. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself turn into the villain. True. That, that is where shows. I respect British TV shows, where they just keep it short and sweet. They just get to the point, move out, finish and move out. It's like, yes. Hmm. Like Sherlock. Last season got a little rough, but I think this is like officially the last last season, so I'm okay with it. And it's hmm. 12 episodes, maybe? Nine episodes for the entire series, and they're done. Granted, you know, you, you you could do the American, oh, let's do Sherlock, he's modern-day crime fighter solver, and he's got an Asian sidekick, Lucy Lou. let's go, woo, let's make a million shows. It's like, yeah, you could do that, but... You gotta, you gotta give ele- elementary props, though. Like, they're running in a market where Sherlock is a thing. <laughs> like, they should have, like, backed out years ago, but they're like, nah, we, we are confident enough in our product that we will keep going even though Sherlock exists. Yeah. And they seem to have their, uh, kind of, they've kind of built their own thing from what I can see. 
Not that yeah, I've I mean, watched any of yeah, it. I haven't watched but... any of it. I don't know if it's good or bad. But... Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm kind of impressed with that show for just existing. Yeah. But speaking of uh, endings, we we really should talk about the final season of Psych because I feel like they. Well, okay, well, let's talk about like I think they I did a good if job. I remember the final season. Well, here's what I loved about the, the the final season of Psych is that they knew that the series was ending. They had already wrapped up all the things they really wanted to wrap up. And so they kind of looked at themselves and said, you know, let's just go oh, yeah, crazy. Yeah, they did a bunch of, yeah, interesting so they, That's stuff. the one where they did a musical episode yeah. for the heck of it. They literally remade one of their episodes from season one. Yeah. <laughs> I told you up front, like, yeah, we're just doing the same episode from season one. That's right, I forgot what like, that, yeah. Yeah, no, it's like they didn't try to, like, reel you in with all kinds of crazy suspense. They're just like, all right, we have the freedom to do whatever we want. Let's just try some things. Yeah. And it seemed like the characters had a real lot of fun doing that. That said, I don't remember if they had a final episode or what that was about or if it yeah, stuck they did. the landing. Well, they did, but I, mean, like, I, don't, I don't remember it at all. I... I think it was okay. I don't know. It was it was good, but it wasn't like super fantastic or, or memorable or whatever. It's just basically Jules gets a new job promotion in San Fran. Sean's like, oh, but I don't want to leave Gus here in Santa Barbara and move away, but I'm a mm. man now, so I'm going to do it because I'm not a child anymore. But then right. Gus just moves down with him because <laughs> Gus is single, and then they start psych just in San Francisco. Is, is what, what is basically what yeah. you're led to assume. Okay, or so believe. That... All right, so, so it's like a bit of a weak ending, I, I guess. But you know, yeah. I mean, it, it was yeah, it was fulfilling, but it was kind of weak. It was kind of just a, hey, they're still up to their old antics just in San Fran, I which think, is yeah. all right. But I think Psych had the advantage that it wasn't really you know trying to lead anywhere. There were no like, they yeah. they kept the overarching plot lines to a minimum. Like they had the whole yin yang thing, but those were. The, but that yin yang arc but that only counted for like the final episode of each season for like three seasons yeah. that, that was one story arc but like just it was just oh, those yeah. three episodes connected everything in between was just kind of fun yeah filler type stuff so yeah never i guess it, uh, it never took itself too seriously so it never really got in the trap of trying to yeah trying too hard well that was also the beautiful thing about Sai is it never took itself seriously yeah, yeah ever that's why it was so funny it's just a great comedic you know crime solving show yeah it was yeah like it, if you think about it it really it would really is a rather formulaic show you know you got your sherlockian detective with the super skills and his plucky sidekick and they're doing detective work and that's been done a million times the uh twist is that he's co- convinced everyone he's a psychic which he uses to be as crazy and amusing as possible at all times. That's really all it is. It's just his excuse to be goofy while he's being a detective. Yeah. Which is, and like, the yeah. The, and, the, the characters are just so great that I think. Yeah. I didn't, actually, not even the characters, the, the actors behind them just like had so much enthusiasm. Yeah. It was also interesting because pulling out that fan, fan, fanatic, fan, fantastical lord. Pulling out that fantastical kind of side or idea of being a psychic, you know, in a side story allowed him to do what he always wanted to do and be like his dad without being like his dad and still pissing yeah, his dad off. Yeah. 
you know, which was it just I mean, just an interesting side story, kind of. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, going back on the Ying Yang series, that that was like my favorite story arc of that entire show, but they, that ended it ended really badly. Yeah, they first yeah. two were crazy good. Yeah, and the last one, he's like, oh, y- y- whichever well, one, he's trying to find a new apprentice, another crazy little yeah. biatch. And yeah, then... it's from that usual thing where they they build up this villain to be super mysterious and kind of yeah. like very unique, and then they ha- and then they had to end it and like say, all right, we gotta you know unmask this guy, and they they tried really hard. Like he they was, did. He was an interesting kind of like very. He ended this serial killer genius crazy guy and turned out to be a really genteel sort of polite old man who actually i think i think you ran out of adjectives just there yeah it's like, about it. he was he was quirky enough he was he was he was quirky enough to be interesting but not interesting enough yeah you're like it's just kind of like hey i'm the i'm the bad guy who's been behind all these things like oh really cool. yeah and the plot line surrounding was all a little contrived like Hey, we they, there's uh we tricked you, and you're we're gonna have this confrontation. And punked, and you're on. I you're th- on I th- didn't, with he, didn't he do the typical like, hey, would you want to be my apprentice or would you just want to die kind of thing? I don't even no, remember. No, no, he the the that. new crazy uh chick that came to them saying she was attacked by Yang, yeah, yeah, Yang, yeah. she was the new apprentice. He just wanted to kill him. This was like his final go, and he was gonna kill. Yeah, Sean in that case, his, his plan was weak. Yeah, no, it was, I, it was it was an insanely weak episode, awful episode, honestly. It was just like, what is going on? Yeah, so it would have been better if Yin, Yin had never been found. Yeah. But Yang Yang was great, and she kept showing up in episodes, too. Yeah, she was a great, the, yeah. Her the yeah. crazy chick from The Breakfast Club, that's, yeah. that's all I know. That was the only uh, good part of that storyline was her, her, over, her love and attraction, not attraction, but her love for... Sean, that kind of made her go good in a sense. That's like the only good thing that came from that, and not even go good, but just like help him out once in a while. Like yeah, that was interesting. One of those that was villains cool... is just in it for the game and for the just to yeah. have fun with it. But yeah, so Psych definitely pulled out some really good moments. I think. I wonder what they're going to do for the the movie. Like I haven't yeah, I'm heard anything about that other than yeah, they've you've kept said. it pretty well under wraps. That being said, Psych again was another show that had more of a niche audience than a large audience like game of thrones or whatever (laughs) so they're not going to be spoilers but they did have that hilarious commercial getting ready for (laughs) getting back into the the site game which that was funny i haven't even seen that yeah that was watch that now that was pretty freaking funny there's like literally they're going through and uh dulay hill there it is and james roday uh are are like practicing lines or trying to figure out the lines that they that were you know quotable like like come on son like they're like they're, they like go through it and do they he'll send they're like come on boy <laughs> come on girl and they're like they're, they just keep shaking their heads though they're like no they're not no no that's not, that's not it and then like one moment james roday he's like brushing his teeth in the mirror and he's looking at uh and he's saying uh oh what's the line i can't remember the line it's like it's like some it's something like I got two facts for not two facts for that's so lame but it's like I got two here let me just play it for you you know <laughs> this is golden yo buddy long time no ablas you literally called me three minutes ago <laughs> well what can I say 
I miss the velvety smooth tombra of your retorts. Now, are you sitting down? Because I have big news. Don't tease me, Sean. Is this about Pluto? Even bigger. <laughs> Psych, the movie is, wait for it, finally happening. What? <laughs> I know. Do you know what this means? It means you need hair. Gus, it's a summer cut. Old English sheepdogs do it every year. Man, you don't know about sheepdogs. You know about summer cuts. Whatever. We gotta get back in shape. You better speak for yourself. No, Gus, I mean, we gotta get back in psych shape. Right. <laughs> Let's twist this. <laughs> uh. <laughs> this is my partner, John Pawn. Yeah. Uh. This is my partner, Dale. <laughs> this is my partner. Eric Chen. Come here, son. Come here, son. No. <laughs> Come in, girl. Come on, daughter. Come in, child. <laughs> Come in, child. Two, three, go. Wow. What's the point of doing it that hard? I've heard it many ways. I've heard it multiple ways. <laughs> I've heard it only one way. I've heard it three ways. Mm -mm. I've heard it this way. Try harder. Yep, there's pineapples. <laughs> Have you heard about Neptune? What? Have you heard about plutonium? Have you heard about Saturn? <laughs> it. it. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> say that one more time. I've heard it both ways. Come on, say it again. I've heard it both ways. Say it again. I've heard it both ways. Do. Do. Come on, man. Come on, son. Come on. I'm Psych Detective Sean Spencer. This is my partner, Mr. Tibbs. Hello. the breakfast club pose this december yeah this december this one? Oh snap yeah that's great so that was it that that's the trailer <laughs> for the movie just practicing their catchphrases <laughs> come on son come on i don't even remember <laughs> that one but how do you not remember that one that's hilarious he does it all the time i will say something stupid <laughs> come on son it's hilarious anyways so yeah if you haven't, haven't watched the trailer go watch it it's funny but yeah, so I, I don't know what the movie's going to be about. Obviously, there's going to be some big case or one last case or something, I'm assuming, in San Francisco or maybe Santa Barbara will bring him back. Mm. I don't know if Timothy Osmundson, whatever his last name is. And Stottlemyre, the, the commissioner, or the other Stottlemyre. one. Stottlemyre. Bro, what are you smoking? Carlton Lasseter, bro. Wow, yeah, you know, I am smoking pretty hard. That's monkeys. <laughs> I was like, and, I, and yeah, I was like what? <laughs> Sorry, no, Stottle, the guy who played Stottlemyre was mentioned in the news recently. That's what I was thinking uh, about it. Sorry. Come, anyways. Complete detour. Yeah, so uh, the dude who played Carlton Laster, I don't know if he's coming back because he, he had a seizure recently, and I think it was right before or right after filming. I can't remember. I don't know. Mm. Anyways, but so I don't know if he's back, but I'm assuming he's back, but it's like all the main people. I think Corbin Burnson is in it. Burns and Benson? I, can't, I don't know any of their last names except James Rodan Dulehill. 
Maggie so, Lawson. I know her last name. Well, I don't know her last name. Hey, uh, Maggie Lawson, if you're listening to this, mm, I'm gonna I stop have a right ring. There. You're gonna stop. I have a ring. Love me. But yeah, so I'm excited for. It. I, I know what, what's gonna. No, what's it gonna, gonna be about? What's gonna no be good? Clue, whatever it is, it's gonna be awesome. Go love it. <laughs> yep. So wait, just out of curiosity, it's like come on, it's, son. Sorry, it's gonna be like in theaters, or is it like a TV it. movie type thing? I think it's a USA movie exclusive yeah, thing. I, I would assume. Movies. But still, okay, that's still cool. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be a, a whole full full blown theater. It could be. I don't think so though. Yeah, I feel like if it's come out this December, I'd already seen like posters for it or something. But yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm I, I did ready. inadvertently mention Monk there a second ago, but uh, another uh, great TV show. Yeah, no, that was another good one. I that's that's just another one I was thinking of when we were t- uh in regards to like final episodes. So I that barely one, remember that final episode. Yeah, it's the problem with that. Yeah, the, the problem with that one is that it ends like exactly like how you'd expect it to to end because the whole like driving premise behind the whole thing is that monk is trying to figure out who killed his wife yeah that's like, right yeah his wife was murdered by somebody and that's why he's why his ocd is flared up to such an extent that he can't like touch people's hands or anything yeah i mean he always had it but it, like it got worse after his wife left and so he sort of solves these cases and he's always trying to figure out who killed his wife on the side in the final episode he finds out who kills her and then he gets better, and that's it. Actually, it's kind of yeah. funny because the the um, inside the thing that gives him the evidence to find where what happened, who killed his wife, turns out to have been in a Christmas present that, that he never opened. Yeah, that he never right. opened. So literally, it turns out the answer he was looking for was in his closet the entire time. But um, so that was a little dumb. But I mean. It also that uh, that episode also had him discover that um, his wife had a child with another man, and uh, he kind of uh, adopts her as a daughter. He's like really excited to to meet her. Definitely forgot about that part. Yeah, no, it was, it was actually a rather touching part because that's a rough thing to figure out after your wife's dead. Oh, by the way, I screwed another man. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's, the episode did have some emotional parts because that was the whole big thing. Is he opens the box and there's a tape inside where his wife literally tells him who killed her. Um, but she also, but she explains why, and it had, it was all this intrigue thing. Apparently she had an affair with a judge, and they had a baby, and the, yeah, no, the, the judge killed her to hide the fact that they had a baby because he was running for senator or something like that. So that's really stupid when I said it out loud, but yeah, I think that was the general premise of it all. And so, so that was really sad, because, because the monk had this huge, had this idea of his wife as this perfect kind of being who carried him over. She was a bish. And then, yeah, and then he realizes, oh, maybe she wasn't all perfect. The final episode, I mean, grown man has to learn a lesson at some point, but. True. And then, but then he comes to terms with it, finds the killer, arrests him, meets his, um, well, meets his wife's daughter, and is so happy to meet her. She's like eight, she's like in college, fully grown, but like, they hit it off, and, um, they, They're married now. No, sorry, that is not where I, that was going. <laughs> but he, like, they kind of, she kind of looks up to him, and he's just so excited because she reminds him of his his wife. And then the final scene is him doing what he usually does as a detective. Only now he shakes people's hands, so he's all chillified now. The end, just an yeah. appropriate ending. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I, I remember it being fulfilling. I remember it. I mean, yeah, it wasn't not fulfilling. Yeah. Like the thing about it wasn't the, the Sopranos. I mean, yeah, yeah. Another thing, like, was 
made me disbelieve or something like that or nothing threw me too out like because the idea about the present being in the closet like i can imagine if a spouse died and there was like that final present it's like why well, you know yeah but it was clear second that... i open that makes it real and you don't want it to be real it was obviously just thrown in there because yeah. that's all they could do but like at the same time you could believe it especially a man who got so thrown into ocd after all this happened of course he's not going to open the last you know thing that his wife had left for him or whatever. Yeah, and it's it's rough but. that uh, for a writer to you know wrap up something like that. But yeah. I don't know. Even if they like they had done a little more work to make the final season like lead up to that, I think. It would yeah, that, yeah. But I, that's the thing I do. That's remember, the thing I that, found was strange. Yeah. They kind of came out of left field. Like, oh, we got to end it now. I'm like, yeah. Because ah. like, I don't even think if they were canceled. Like they should have seen it coming. But you know. Yeah, I don't think they were canceled. Yeah. Yep. I remember that being an emotional episode. I'm pretty sure I almost cried at that one. I was like, dang, bro. Pulling the heartstrings. Yeah, looking back on all the those final episodes. Yeah, we've we've lived through quite a few now, haven't we? Final Roll. episodes to <laughs> long running TV shows. Yeah, and it's only going to get worse as time goes on. Actually, it's not because TV's re- worse. Well, no, that's well, that's what <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But like, that's what I'm saying. T- TV's different. Like, we're, what we're talking about are like the reason that they're so the endings matter so much more is because. These are TV shows that we watch over years and years and years. Again, like six and seven seasons. Yeah, our formative years too, no, no less. <laughs> and like, so you like really kind of get used to it being a regular part of your life, True. and then it just ends. You're like, oh, what do I do now? These days, there are like one. There's like so many different shows out there that like, and they all and like with Netflix and all that. Yeah. They all come, the entire seasons come out at once. You binge them all. And so, like, it's kind of like it comes in spurts and it doesn't, yeah. Then my soul is calloused at this point. So, nothing yeah. really makes me emotional anymore. So, I feel like it's a little, little early, but like, if a Netflix show were to suddenly end, I don't think it would be nearly as emotional as some yeah. other shows. But. Yeah, like when Sherlock ended, the BBC uh, show. Well, again, it just ended poorly, but yeah, I was like, well, that sucks. All right, mm-hmm. moving on. <laughs> it's like, mm, there's something else will come out at some point that yeah, I'll I like. I haven't seen the, the latest season. It's good. It just, well, let's just say, for how much they build up, it's a really sad letdown at the end when you figure out what's going on. It's interesting. <laughs> that sounds like a Stephen Moffat show to me. It's just Sorry, like, don't... you built it up so much, and now, oh, that's, that's, that's it? Really? It's just, okay, cool. Yeah, no, that's that's Stephen Moffat's M- mo. Build it up with the super hype, and then figure it out somehow. It's yeah. like almost get you to the peak, and then eh, I'm good. I don't know where to go from there because it's awkward, and I feel uncomfortable, and I'm getting red. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so those are some of our favorite, that's some of the good formative TV shows. Good TV shows. I'm trying to think of other ones that are really Friends. I went back and watched, and I remember liking yeah. it as a child, and then I was like, you know what? I can't do this. Hmm. I don't know how it made so much money because it honestly just annoyed me. Yeah, yeah I've two never, seasons in, I was like, I've never oh. really been inclined to go back to it. I do remember being around for the finale. That was a, that's a thing I remember. Like, I, don't I don't remember what the finale was, but I do remember like watching it on TV. I don't and like, that, yeah. the, like after the the episode ended, all the actors came out and like did a bow on the, on the television. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Whoa, the fourth wall. Where so like that's a that's an old memory, but like not necessarily one that was you know Memories. dear to me. Memories. All alone in the moonlight. Yeah, I can't wait. wait just wait until the day that um, Game of Thrones ends. There, there are going to be tears there. Nah. 
and it's Game of Thrones, one of those shows, that it's probably going to end, and then I'm going to start watching it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I do that with a number of shows. I did that with Lost. Like, the final season came around. People were talking about, like, oh, man, the ending, it's going to be so crazy, and it's weird and bizarre. I'm like, it's like crazy, weird, and bizarre. Those are three of my favorite things. I'm going to watch Lost. So over the summer, I watched all five, six seasons of Lost at once. Ugh. It was Disgusting. not an unrewarding experience. Uh, it's probably a little overkill, but yeah, a lot of... and. Yeah, talk about endings. That was one that disappointed a lot of people. Yeah. Tried to go for the emotional thing, and people were like, no, we don't want emotions. We want answers. Yeah, you always answers after six seasons. Like, I remember watching the last episode with you, because I watched a couple with you mm-hmm. here and there, and I watched the last episode. I was like, so what? They're all in heaven now? Like, what's... What? Yeah, so that's, <laughs> like, that's that the thing. Like, everyone sense. expected Lost to explain itself at some points, but yeah. that was never really the point. You know. Yes. Actually, a, Lost is a beautiful example of a show that you can that was made up as it went along and still managed yeah. to drag people along. It was there's a polar bear that smoke. <laughs> oh yeah, no. the polar bear, classic. You know, I think I I in me in my pretentious academic way, I think Lost is actually really kind of a good has a lot of good themes to it. I think though, I think. My interpretation of Lost is that it's about you disgust me. The exploration of faith and how no one really has the answers. That was the thing that fascinated me about the show, watching it all at once. Is that like you keep meeting groups of people, like okay, these people seem to be in control. They must have answers as to what's going on, and then you realize that they have no idea what's going on. They're just following orders from somebody higher up. And then you get to know the person who's higher up, and you realize they don't know what they're doing. And like eventually, it goes all the way up and to the beginning, and like everything. Involving the island, everything, all the events in the show revolving around the island are the results of a woman who believed that it was a great, that the island possessed a great light that had to be protected. You know, basically that it was that the island, you know, was like some great spiritual thing. And it's unclear whether or not she knew something we didn't or if she was just crazy. So right down to the very top Nobody really knows what's going on, and that's kind of ends up being the point of the show. So glad I never watched. Doesn't that show. justify the ending. The ending was still a little weak, given everything. But I think if you go into it not expecting answers, as you shouldn't, it's it's you'll be quite, quite a ride. Yeah, that's one. I'm glad I didn't journey. jump on that bandwagon. But yeah, I, I wanted to get to Game of Thrones series at the beginning of this summer, and then try to watch through it. To catch up, which well, I'd still never catch up because I'm not going to get an HBO. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, not you're, paying for you're, HBO. So I've been planning on getting an HBO subscription for a while, not like a subscription subscription because they have um, the first month is free. Yeah, and I figured like if I choose just the right month, I can binge watch. I didn't even want Game of Thrones. I wanted to watch Westworld because that was a big show last year, and I want to catch up on that before they start up a season two. But if we have, if I have an HBO account, uh, I'd probably take advantage and watch some Game of Thrones. So, um, so I was I was thinking about doing this summer. Changed my mind. I'm thinking now if we have time over winter, I might uh, might might get it again. We can binge watch all the stuffs. Yeah, I just gotta find the time and the energy to be able to watch that type of show. Because types of shows like that where it's just blood and gore and then just penis and boobs and vagina, I'm just it takes a lot of energy out of me. Whew. Like, I want to watch yeah. it. Because I really like the books and I'd be interested to see how they transfer into film. 
and everyone says they're amazing, but movies like that, I'm just like, I, you know, some of the stuff I just don't want to see. Yeah, I'm kind of torn. I was like, I want to be part of the conversation, but like, I don't feel desperately in the need to watch all of it. Yeah, Game of Thrones is kind of the the uh, yeah. ubiquitous TV show that everyone watches these days, and that I feel happens less and less. As there are so many other shows, Netflix comes out with like an original one every every week, Good and Lord. like there are a bunch of those that I've been meaning to watch, but like yeah, Netflix is going overboard. Good, jeez. Yeah, like it's and cool finally, to see, but it's also yeah. just like, dudes, come on, you're just creating yeah. crap now. You're just giving anyone. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Like in the beginning, like everything they made was gold, and yeah. now like they're throwing out so much. Like some of it's actually suck. Like the latest, I've been because I was trying to keep up with all the Marvel shows. That alone will take up a lot of your free time, and I haven't even touched Iron Fist yet because everyone says it's just so terrible. Like the last like four like. Daredevil, it's great. Uh, Luke Cage, great. Jessica Jones, great. Iron Fist, nah. <laughs> There's still a bunch of other shows um, I want to get around to at some point. I think, didn't Stranger Things come out? Is going to come out soon? Season two's coming out season soon. Two's season coming out real soon. Yeah, been out for a while. Yeah, I know season one's been out for a while. I've been meaning to got, get into it, but. I got four episodes in, two episodes in. I got one. I was like, you know, not my thing. 70s, didn't like it. Don't want to watch it. Yeah, it's like it's just like a weird e. monster thing. Steven Spielberg's age. I'm like, and I hated that movie. Like, yeah, it's like I don't really like ET. I, and I think e. Steven Spielberg's overrated. There, I said it. Very true. Steven Spielberg's overrated. Well, most definitely agree with that I'm statement. Not saying, not saying he's bad or anything. No, he's but just he's like, just overrated. I mean, the guy does a lot of stuff. Like, yeah. done, I mean, I, I have him to thank for the Animaniacs, so there's that. True. He does a lot of different stuff. But, like, yeah, E.T., not... But even Indiana Jones, just not good. Oh, there I disagree. But I've only ever seen the first one, so what do I know? And that one was okay. It wasn't as amazing as everyone puts it out to be. I don't know. My opinion. Not, not our thing. Not our Hey, thing. Steven, you want to hire me for a movie? I'll take it. But <laughs> other than that, you're just, you're an average guy. You know, you're an average Joe, just like me. I could make yeah. Indiana Jones. I'm just gonna like Super Eight did the same thing. Like yeah, it's like a Steven Spielberg movie, only darker. I'm like, ooh. Oh no. That movie was alright, but yeah, never gotten the hype as much as other people. Yeah. I'm just not on a, like a director train hype. I don't see like a director's movies and be like, oh my freaking goodness, yes. I'm just like, yeah, that was a good movie. Who's the director? Oh, he directed. Oh, cool. All right. <laughs> Which is sad because I'm a film major, but you know, I also don't conform <laughs> to the whole. You film majors know. need to love all the classics and bull crap like that. Well, it's a stupid. I, I, mm. You're a know-it-all, so of course you conform to that no, idea. No, I'm not saying you don't have to love them, dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but like, as a film major, you should probably like know, you know, why they're classics and everyone loves them. But that's the thing is, even when people say why, I watch and I'm like, really? That's what you you think that? All right, moving on. Citizen Kane, perfect example. <laughs> I hate that movie. Is, I'm impressed by the man as a man, but that movie, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I never want to see that movie again. I've seen it way too many times. Oh, literally every day there's a down day in class. Let's watch Citizen Kane. No, please, let's not. <laughs> I beg you, let's not do it well, again. Guess, yeah, that, that would make, you can get sick of that real quick. But. Oh. I, I'm not like that with a lot of directors, but I'm kind of like that with Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino comes out of a movie, I'm like, 
this is the best movie ever. Like, uh, no, it's not, Jonah. Like, no, no, it's Quentin Tarantino. It has to be the best movie ever. I just <laughs> no, can't I went through Tarantino. a huge Tarantino phase in the last couple of years. I, I love his stuff. Inglorious Bastards I found funny, but again, still too okay, much so that, score for see, me. See, that's the really funny thing. Like, Quentin Tarantino fans have very lukewarm feelings towards Inglorious Bastards. They see this stuff, and then they see Inglorious Bastards, and they're like, uh, is that it? Okay, that well, was I'm a little sure. weird. Because I but liked then, like, it, I'm sure that's lukewarm, yeah. But then, like, actual, like but, but then stuff. people who aren't Tarantino fans will watch that movie and go like, oh, that movie was fantastic. Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> I don't know well, why that one weird. is like, no, no, I don't understand why that one appeals to, uh, it's, it's, this isn't even like a pretentious like mainstream versus low, no, this is like people who like Tarantino don't like that film and people who don't like Tarantino do like that film. It's like, it's. Well, because it, it's a step away from his, his, his formula, his weirdness, his. Yeah, but like his style. But how exactly? Explain to me how it's actually different. Because, I mean, well, it's not in a sense. It's not, but in another sense, it kind of is. It's and yeah. it's I mean, really hard to well, nail down. It's more. Why. It's a comedic. It's more of. It's a comedic. There's there's a lot more comedy in this one than there is in most of his other ones. The movie. Because I mean, <laughs> so even Spend if he, Tarantino's whether, Holocaust movie has more. Yes, whether he ma- whether he meant to here. or not, casting. Um, uh, Lord, what's his name? Are we talking Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt. Casting Brad Pitt and making him this super southern dude who just wanted him some Nazis. It's just, it's com- comedical. It's comedic, comedically, com- com- it's comedic. it's the only reason it's so popular is because Brad Pitt's in it? No, <laughs> I'm saying it's because whether he meant to write it as funny or not, Brad Pitt made that character, that lead character, fuck, freaking hilarious. And then the the Hans Zimmer dude or whatever. It's not Hans Zimmer. It's a <laughs> Christoph composer. Waltz. Christoph yeah, Waltz. Yeah, no, there's a lot to be said about he's, Christoph He's Waltz. just like a funny dude when he acts because he's so, you know, he's just so good at what he does. Christoph but it's just, it, it's amazing. a it's a movie that doesn't take itself seriously for once. All of his other bloody, gory movies take themselves so seriously. Like Kill Bill. I hated that movie. Absolutely. Tr- not Okay, not trash. It's not trash. I just did not like it, and it took itself way too seriously. And just like it was like this is okay, but there's just tons of blood, and I'm like, meh. And I just feel like a lot of his other movies do that. They just take themselves way too serious. It's like I think we have different well, differences I'll, of serious. I was about to say. I, I'm I gonna put this out there. It's like I know what if, you're trying to say. If you made a movie, that's he. He makes movies like you would. It's like a know-it-all. It's like I'm awesome. Look at me. This is how big my penis is. And it's like I don't care how big your penis is i just wanted uh, to watch a good movie hmm. whereas in glorious bastards it didn't if it felt more just like a a funny which i don't i mean (laughs) beg to differ of course different opinions but it was a funny you know holocaust movie type thing (laughs) not about only tarantino could could make a movie described like that yeah and get away with it oh dear yeah i I don't like that I'm putting that comment in my voice out on the internet forever, but hey, I said it. Yeah, Tar- yeah, you know, you 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 got a point though. Tarantino does have a uh, unique style, and I mean, and, even if it's hard to pin down, I suppose Inglorious Bastard did break the mold in one way or another. And I mean, power to him. He's built his career. You know, he's found a fan base. You know, it's not crap movies, but it's just. The unnecessary, for me at least, the unnecessary gore is just like I just I, I don't care less about this. I'm, oh, his head exploded. Whoa, yeah, that's fun. The only time that was amusing is when John Travolta shoots the kid in the back of the van on accident. That's that was. Oh no, I that's hilarious. Marvin, what do you make of all this? 
Man, I don't even have an opinion. Well, you gotta have an opinion. I mean, do you think that God came down from heaven and stopped him? Oh, what the f is happening? Oh, oh, man. oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face. Why the f did you do that? Well, I didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. Even that, I would, I don't know. I feel like that movie's, no, that's, uh, that's more, yeah, that's Tarantino style. I don't know. Pulp Fiction? Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the quintessential Tarantino style. Yeah, but it was more enjoyable than most of his others. But yeah, I don't know. Just to me, his movies feel like, for a lack of better example, penis contest. You know, like, how big is yours? Mine's this big. How big is yours? Mine's this big. All right. Boof, boof, boof. Blood, guts, guns. Boof, boof. Explosions, guts, blood. It's like, woof. All right. That was, all right. That happened. I'm not a big fan of Tarantino at all. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't hide it. I think, is there anything else on Netflix or television that's worth talking about? Not for me. I Yeah, I've been trying to, like, clear out my Netflix queue for a while now. Like, not, it's, Netflix has gotten to the point where it's, like, mostly TV shows. It's becoming its own TV network. Basically, yeah. they're slowly phasing out movies. Uh, but I still have, like, 20 movies in my Netflix queue at any given time. Like, no matter how many I watch, there's always, like, 20 movies in there. I want to, like, clear that out at some point. It's, like, watch all the movies to get them out of there and then just be left with the TV shows, which will be keep me occupied for hours and hours and hours. Dude, Netflix in Spain was dope. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had all the superhero movies. Oh, yeah? Oh, Marvel, like, the Marvel Universe was out in Spain when I was there. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah, I remember like the dream going to going to London for a summer and realizing that Netflix has different selections in different countries. Yeah. And your Netflix account will work in whatever country you're in, yep. but you're going to have to watch whatever, whatever they, have. they have. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny because uh, Brit British Netflix had a very very small selection at that point in time, but they had a bunch of things that we didn't have in the U.S. Um, a lot of you know British uh, TV shows and movies, obviously. True that. Uh, also, I remember. Funny story for me was that uh, they actually had uh, Army of Darkness, you know, the classic uh, sequel to Evil Dead 2 with uh, what's-his-face in the lead role. Anyway, I saw Army of Darkness in the UK, and I didn't realize until I came back later that um, that movie actually has two different endings, one which was shown in Europe and one which was shown in America. Hmm. And being in the UK, I saw the European version before I saw the one in, in America. Which is funny because the ending scene to that movie in America is like is, is chock full of lines that people still use these days. You know, like the whole "Hail to the King, baby." That was in the American version only. Hmm. The European version had a really dark kind of ending that didn't have any really memorable lines. But it was interesting that I got that experience completely backwards at that time. Yeah. But Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Yes, that's the man. Love that man. <laughs> All right. I guess we can end the episode there. Um, that's this episode. Let us move on to this week's Chicago's Corner. We have uh, just begun this month of August. And to be honest, August is kind of the most boring of all the months. True that. There's nothing going on. No plays. No. I think everyone's just depressed because they're getting ready for their lives to start over again. Yeah, everyone's students. going back to school. The playhouses are are setting back up. No one's really doing. Everyone's prepping for things. No one's enjoying summer anymore. So the pickings are quite slim. However, I'm going to do my best. Uh, for this week, my Chicago's Corner recommendation 
is the Chicago Korean Festival that is happening uh the this is the twelfth and the thirteenth, which are next Saturday and Sunday, August twelfth and August thirteenth. The Korean American Chamber of Commerce is presenting the Chicago Korean Festival down at the Chicago Korean American Chamber of Commerce. Imagine that at fifty six oh one North Spalding Avenue. Mission is free and it will host hosts a list of talented local performers and Asian American food vendors showcasing the diversity and uniqueness that is Chicago. So the Asian you, part. If you Chicago. Yeah. If you if you like Asian I'm culture and you wanna wanna party Chicago Korean Festival there you go. This, this weekend. What more do you need? There you go. Mine has nothing to do with Chicago, but I saw it and so I'm gonna say it. Cool. The Bristol Renaissance Fair. Speaking of Game of oh. Thrones, right? <laughs> hey oh. It's open until September fourth. So uh get there before your uh time runs out. It's in uh Bristol. <laughs> Don't know where that is. Uh <laughs> it seems uh twenty four bucks. Uh what? This doesn't really make sense. Uh oh. Honestly, this is the most confusing uh, uh it says twenty four dollars, advanced nineteen. Children five to twelve, eleven fifty advanced ten. Children four and under free. So I'm assuming it means adults twenty four bucks unless you purchase tickets in advance for nineteen. Children five to twelve, eleven fifty or ten in advance. Anyways, so go check that out. Renaissance fairs are awesome. I just saw that. So yeah, I think that's been uh, go going on it. all summer. Which reminds me, um, many of our previous recommendations still. St- stand because um there's still summer long things and they continue to go in august so m- movies in the park at millennium park still a thing um the siskel film center is still doing those movies and festivals i'd mentioned last week uh there's also the music box and well, that's about it as far as american recommendations go but point is there's still plenty to do in chicago um even if even if there's nothing new going on, there are still plenty of things that have been going on all summer. So I encourage you to go out and look for things to do if you are so inclined. My point is made. Nailed it. Got it. Wow. <laughs> that was perfect. All right. Thanks again for joining us in this podcast. Thanks for listening. Yep. Thanks to the Steven Liner group for uh, the music for our intro and outro. Mm-hmm. We love you, Steven. You're uh you're uh, a wonderful person, great and vibraphonist, five mm-hmm. five player, marimba player. Yeah. So next week player. will be our final episode of the summer. So start crying now, get the yeah, tears out, because we'll, we'll need uh, your ears for whatever we talk about. We'll probably go over our, what uh, this, the what have we we've done thus far and talk about the future, and won't that be fun? So join us next week as it all comes to an end. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Sound a little dark there. I know. I love it.